0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio. Show Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 4th in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide that absolutely the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, as you know, we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had an absolutely God family country filled weekend. Hope you focused on promoting the protection of life, liberty, and property as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of work to do to restore the republic, to preserve the nation, if you will. Incredible two hours coming up, of course. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org will be with us. And then, of course, Dr. Scott Bradley To Preserve the Nation, freedomsrisingsun.com will be with us. Incredible, I don't know what you want to call them, co-hosts, guests, whatever word you want to use to describe the incredible talent being brought to Liberty Roundtable Live. But first, we were indeed live on Saturday, of course, two hours of hard-hitting talk. Sam Bushman, no guests, just broke it all down for you, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the question, can the federal government take control of state taxes? Yeah, members of Congress are at an appeals court right now. Their goal, blast Biden for, quote, state tax mandate is what they're calling it. Case argues that the administration is trying to take over taxes nationwide. Bob dot WND.com with the incredible piece. Um, It's over Biden's demand that the federal government control taxes in states and if they take any federal assistance for the COVID-19 disaster. So here's the deal. If a state takes COVID-19 money, which virtually, I don't understand, all of them did. The question is, can the federal government take control of state taxes? Well, you got a bunch of members of Congress at court right now saying, no, 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 Joe, you can't do that. The problem that I have with that whole discussion is why blame the president? Yeah, is he out of control? Absolutely. Impeach him for his criminal activity. But you got so many reasons to impeach the president. Taxes is the least among them. You say, well, Sammy can't do that. You know what? Why are you states on the dole in the first place? Okay, it was never intended by our founding fathers for the states to be on the door of the federal government, the federal government jettisoning constitutional currency and embracing fiat money. That was never intended by our founding fathers. So states don't just run around and act like you're the political subdivisions, the whipping boys of the federal government. You know what? Why? In Congress, you're the branch of government that's supposed to make the law. Did you put a law in the president's hands that he could sign to get that done? Yes, you did. So don't blame it on Joe. Is Joe guilty? Of course he is. But so are the 435 members of the House and the 100 members of the Senate who passed the law and put it in Joe's hands in the first place. You're the lawmaking body. Don't blame it on Joe. Why did you allow that to occur in the first place? Number one, why did you agree to loosen the purse strings to send states money in the first place, Congress? You have no authority, right? So why are you, uh, okay, I, I get it, it's bad. Joe's wrong. But look, the state should be going to court, not the f- Congress. But in addition to that, nobody should be going to court. The states should just simply nullify now. The states should have t- never taken the federal money with strings attached in the first place you see how upside down this whole thing is what a shame what a disgrace ladies and gentlemen Uh, Anyway, I appreciate the members of Congress trying to do something, but the answer is to nullify now. The answer is for Congress to clarify their confusing law in the first place. The answer is not to go to court and give judges the robed thugs even more power than they already have. That is not the answer. You've already taken the weakest branch of government, supposedly the judicial system. Uh, There's no politics involved in it. At least that's the founder's intent. Now you've made it one of the greatest political ventures ever, and now you've got all these judges that are, Literally like kings and queens running around acting like they control everything. It's a big old dishonest, manipulated lie that violates the checks and balances, both vertically and horizontally. It's a disgrace. And I appreciate the members of Congress being incensed by this. But they're certainly not taking responsibility. Now, are they? I think we got to make all 535 members of Congress pay and vote them all out. Next election cycle, well, I know you can't vote out the Senate completely. You can get rid of one-third of the Senate and the complete entire House. That's what we ought to do. The next election cycle, get rid of the next third of the Senate. And the third cycle, get rid of the third portion of the Senate. And, hey, in what, six-year period of time, you've replaced every single one of them. Now you say, well, Sam, that's bogus. It's not Rand Paul's fault. It's not, and you can name a few people. You're right. I get it. But there's maybe five or ten at best that are really standing on principle. The Republicans are selling us down the road as fast as the Democrats are. If you don't believe me, go look at the $30 trillion debt to prove the point. And if you talk about unfunded liabilities, it's even way, way north of that. They're the ones that allowed Roe versus Wade to happen for the last 50 years, murdering over 60 million babies. The Republicans are just as guilty as the Democrats. You say that the, uh, you got to have Republicans because, man, you got to get good guys on the court. Well, 90% of the bad actions that have happened on the Supreme Court are primarily from Republican appointees. Don't give me that either. Anyway, I digress. Shame on them all is what I'm telling you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about the Americans with Disabilities Act lawsuits. They rise under the Biden administration. The ADA shakedown racket. The Americans with Disabilities Act has spawned legal lawsuits that are just, uh, I mean, it's a horrible industry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, slimy lawyers suing everybody and their dog, not even caring about the disabled, mocking them by fleecing companies. It's a, it's a shame as well. Yeah, they've turned it into a lucrative cottage industry. It's a shame. Also, it uh, looks like uh, Saki told White House senior officials, about her intention to join MSNBC. So the revolving door of the media continues. Now NBC taking on Saki in May. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Fauci in 2004, when talking about the flu, said you don't need a shot if you've had the disease. The, quote, most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself, said Fauci uh, at the time. Boy, has he changed his stripes, huh? Wow, what a shame that is. Shame on Fauci. Why don't we fire that guy? Rand Paul's been trying, but nobody backs him, so we continue to stick with good old Fauci. See, we can't worry about election fraud, and we can't even get rid of appointed bureaucrats and thugs that are selling us down the river like Fauci. Folks, we got a lot of trouble, but see, the Americans are are too coddled with bread and circus, and they're not willing to stand up on any point. Thus, we're in serious, serious trouble indeed. All right, that's a recap of Saturday's broadcast, still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Without further ado, straight to news the Network refused to use today. It all starts now with Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org. Welcome back, sir.
2: Wow, wow. It's great to be back, Sam. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thank
1: you, my friend. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. I had a semi annual general conference, uh, and it was incredible to say the least um three sessions on saturday two sessions on sunday ten hours of incredible instruction and guidance from what members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints would say inspired apostles and prophets sir uh, you got an update for us on that one
2: well i have yeah half a dozen things that uh, seemed outstanding or remarkable to me about this conference and i'm sure you'll have um uh, some some comments as well um president Nelson. Uh, lost no time at all in decrying war. Um, you know, he he mentioned the prophecy that in the latter days, you know, we hear of wars and rumors of war, and that's what really what is going on today in the world. we've got wars and rumors of war everywhere. Um, almost almost no one nowadays is goes untouched when it comes to war. And you know, ref- whether it's refugees fleeing their countries, uh, whether it's um, you know. People in even us here in America, where there's no you know current war on our on our homeland, so to speak, uh, but you know, we're affected by the, the wars and the, uh, the sanctions and the other things. You know, the sanctions that we impose on other countries they come back, they boomerang to hurt us just as well, they destroy our freedom. And they destroy our liberty. They, they interrupt supply chains. And, and so everybody in the world is affected by war. And it's just terribly unfortunate. You know, he referred to the conflict in Ukraine and observed, rightly observed, that war violates the teachings of Jesus Christ. Uh, he quote, contention violates everything the Savior stood for and taught. Uh, we call upon people everywhere to pray for those in need, to do what they can to help the distressed, and to seek the Lord's help in ending any major conflict, end of quote. So he's, he, you know, it's so true what, what he said, and, and uh, it's so important that we, uh, we live the gospel and we, we treat other people the way we want to be treated, and end war, you know, end the contention. And instead, sue for peace and to find diplomatic solutions to the problems that governments face. Uh, very, very appropriate and timely remarks, Sam, about war. Amen
1: to that. The semi-annual Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints event was over the weekend. And boy, howdy, did they double down in defense of following the Prince of Peace, as we do on this broadcast as well. More in seconds with Lil Nelson on your radio.
5: Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly. But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. I'm telling you right now, wow. There's so much going on, folks. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had their semi-annual general conference, uh, which all members worldwide, 17 million-plus members, um, literally learned from prophets and apostles about uh, Jesus Christ and about uh, the commandments of God and about how we should live our lives following the Prince of Peace. And really, uh, President Russell M. Nelson, the current prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Literally doubling down and saying, look, you got to resolve conflict everywhere you find it, including uh, in your own life. The turmoil that you have was so many different things. He didn't even really specify everybody's specific turmoils. He just said, you know what, you've got to resolve conflict in your life. One of the great keys to having peace in your heart and in your mind in these perilous times, Lowell.
2: Absolutely right, Sam. As I thought about conference, just in general, I, you know, hadn't hadn't thought about this uh, until, you know, just in reflecting upon the messages we heard in general conference, I thought to myself, you know, they really don't um, tell us anything new every every six months. Um, we're we're still talking about the basic principles of faith and repentance and so forth. And and why is that? Well, it's because it's um, it's inspiring. Every, every six months, I, I, I think about it, the effect of it on my own life. And I think, you know what, I need this every six months, even though, you know, it's the same stuff that I've heard my whole life. I, I get rejuvenated, I get inspired, I get, um, you know, I have greater determination to, to follow the Savior, you know, because of these conferences. And, now, also, Sam, I, I know that other people, um, even, uh, you know, people from all walks of life, whether they're uh, members of the church or not, they look forward to General Conference because they, they, they like the idea of having uh, a prophet on the earth today, just like when Moses was a prophet on the earth for Israel, you know, centuries ago. Um, it's it's comforting to know that god has called a prophet and that that prophet is alive and that he he's aware of our situation um in the world today and that he um uh, counsels with the world i mean this is a conference not just for the members of the church but for the whole world and they're they're bearing testimonies to the whole world about things that we ought to be doing in order to prepare the world for the second coming of christ and so just just that that was just my general comment i mean it it's so helpful for for not just members of the church but for the whole world to hear from apostles prophets and seers these revelators um in the church of jesus christ the latter-day saints um every six months because because we're better because we listen to them um and, and, and the whole world, it's like we, we lift up to a, to a new or higher level than before by following their their guidance, their counsel, Sam.
1: They're called general authorities, uh, the leaders of the church that uh, speak oftentimes. And one of the general authorities is uh, named Mr. Ballard. Uh, so they call him Elder Ballard uh, in the church. And Elder Ballard had some interesting things to say as well, Walt.
2: Yeah, he said this very simple statement, but so so uh, profound. He said, family is the most profound influence in life. You know, very simple statement, but as I thought about that, that is a significant statement because what do we see in the world today? We see attack on the family. Um, we, we see um, social uh, engineering designed to separate parents from children. You look at the modern day school system, for example, and what they're teaching in public schools today, it's designed to to separate children from their parents, may, making parents the enemy. They're, they're teaching children, hey, you don't need to tell your parents about this, but we're going to discuss such and such today. And you don't have to tell your parents that you're you know a, a tranny or whatever. You can come and we'll give these special locker rooms for you at, at school, so you can come to school in your normal clothes. You can change into your uh, transgender clothes here at school, and then you know, at the end of the school day, you know, you change back into your normal school clothes and go home. Right? I mean, every there's the school influencer are designed to break up the family, and uh, and that's why you know, and we talk about the importance of the family here on your show, Sam, all the time, how important it is. Um, to our freedom to, to the actual freedom. that's one of the blessings of liberty is to have a family and to sustain liberty we have' we're arranged in families. That's the way God designed uh, our our moral, mortal existence and it's so important. that's why we fight so hard for the family to preserve the family. Um, I just thought that his statement was so timely and profound. who knew Sam that tw- you know 20 30 years ago, when the uh, uh, the general authorities of the church issued the proclamation on the family, but who knew at that, that time that the family would be under such um, a heavy attack today? And yet we need that proclamation now more than ever before in in what in in the way we live our lives today. Just a very very timely thought, Sam. It's easy to look back at the
1: revelatory authority there, but hard to understand at the time. It seems like at the time, back in 1995, it was like, yeah, that's a given. Uh, Whereas now, (laughs) whoa, baby. Elder Ballard, ladies and gentlemen, at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints semi-annual general session of conference, family is the most profound influence in life. Now, just so you all understand, too, if you're interested in uh, watching Uh, this conference or getting a handle on many of the talks that we're discussing, you can go to churchofjesuschrist.org and the um, talks and the transcripts and all that kind of stuff will be there for you to check out. Again, uh, you know what, whether you're a member of the church or not, we're telling you that it's words of wisdom for all of us. The focus was on repentance, faith, hope, trust in Jesus Christ, and more, Elder Dallin H. Oaks spoke as well with a riveting uh, comment or two. Lol?
2: Yeah, he sure did. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, um, one of the things that he said. Um, well, well, you go ahead and elaborate on, on Elder Oaks, and then I'll come back to to Elder Holland. Um, All right. And, so and, Elder
1: Oaks uh, mainly uh-huh. focused on, hey, you know what. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is required by God Almighty to oppose social and legal pressure. This is really important, social and legal pressure. They uh, want us to retreat from his doctrine. That's the doctrine Uh of Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The idea is marriage between a man and a woman. Look, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, is not at liberty to back away from that doctrine of marriage between a man and a woman, okay? To op- We're supposed to oppose changes that confuse or alter gender, okay? Gender is an eternal characteristic. This is where the proclamation on the family back in 1995 really doubles down and articulates the male and female binary that God Almighty created and that science backs. We're not uh-huh. at liberty to back away from these God-given eternal truths, ladies and gentlemen. We are not to harmonize homogenize the differences between men and women either there is a distinct difference between male and female ordained of God that should not be uh, mocked minimized ridiculed uh, overlooked Uh, it's something to be celebrated the male and female roles are not at odds with one another and they are not to be denied they are real they matter they are different Yes, husband and wife should stand hand in hand before God, side by side, no question, but their unique gifts and talents and qualities and eternal characteristics are designed to be complementary, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And so he really doubled down on saying, look, this isn't just an opinion from a couple of men. This is God's law, and we're not at liberty to back away from God's law one iota. We are required to oppose these social and legal pressures. We need to stand up for the truth, not only backed by God Almighty and Scripture, biblical reality, if you will, from a Christian worldview, but we're obligated by science to double down and defend the truth as well. And therefore, you know what? We love those around us, but we will defend these eternal truths uh, without a doubt. Lol?
2: Yeah, absolutely right, Sam. I thought about the debate in the Utah legislature about the bills that would have prohibited doctors from performing gender change, sex change surgeries on juveniles. And during the time that he was talking about that, Sam, because our legislature doesn't even have the backbone to prohibit that. And I and so I, I just thought, my goodness sake, what a contrast in the prophetic teaching versus what's uh, being taught in our legislature, fam.
1: Hang tight, we talked about religious liberty as well. We'll do so in seconds on your radio.
3: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're
6: listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance
0: Pride. Details on Russia's military actions in Ukraine include rape, civilian executions, using buses with Ukrainian kids to escort their tanks, minefields, and booby-trapping bodies are all on display as Russian troops pull back from Kiev to focus elsewhere in their invasion. German Chancellor Olaf
7: Scholz. We
8: must relentlessly investigate these crimes committed by the Russian armed forces. I demand that international organizations such as the International Committee of the Red Cross be given access to these areas to document the atrocities.
0: Elon Musk has just bought over 9% of Twitter, according to a regulatory filing published Monday by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Musk recently told his fans of about 80 million on Twitter he's given serious thought to start a fresh social media platform to rival Twitter, which he points out Twitter is failing to adhere to free speech principles. USA Radio News.
9: I've had to live around smokers all my life, and I don't smoke. And so it always bothered me, and it was something I got used to. But I don't have to get used to it anymore, because in my home, I now have an Eden Pure thunderstorm air purifier it uses oxy technology it destroys viruses odors mold and more and people all over the nation say these work just i didn't know it was going to work but it does the best part about these air purifiers is they have no filters to replace and they don't take up counter space you just plug the whole filter into the wall and it works now I'm going to tell you how you can save a bunch of money on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3 pack. Whole home protection, 3 units under 200 bucks. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use my cro- promo code, Classic3, you'll save 200 bucks and shipping is free. Who else wants a gas tax holiday?
4: Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says he fully supports slashing the gas
8: tax at the federal level. We've been pushing for that along with also just increasing uh, domestic production.
4: Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the Maryland Republican expressing his backing of a group of Democrats that are trying to temporarily axe the gas tax at the federal level to save Americans from some pain at the pump. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau,
0: I'm Tim Berg. Hillary Clinton's campaign. Campaign gets heavily
8: fined. The Federal Election Commission has fined Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign $8,000 and the Democratic National Committee $105,000 for obscuring their funding of the Steele dossier, a 2016 opposition research report that sought to highlight alleged links between Donald Trump and Russia that caused a firestorm of allegations and investigations that shook the early months of Trump's presidency. From the USA Radio News Northeast News Bureau, I'm Chris Russell. USA Radio News.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Lowell Nelson, campaign for liberty.org, about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints semi-annual general conference. And one last kind of point to make before we move on uh, is that, you know what, they really double down on defending religious liberty as well. You know, liberty, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a lot of people believe, oh, well, I can have liberty. I'm not really as religious as you are, Sam, or whatever. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Look, we can play games with words, ladies and gentlemen, but our founding fathers wisely taught. Uh, And the leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, well over 200 years, double down and all say, look, you've got to have religious liberty. You've got to have the freedom uh, to associate, the freedom to worship. Okay, And if you don't have that, you know what? Your liberty has gone. Whether you're religious or not, folks, you cannot deny the moral and the religious two pillars that are the great grand keys to freedom. Folks, you just can't deny that reality, no matter how hard you try. And unless we double down and defend religious liberty, we will lose all liberty. Lowell?
2: Doing so inspires people to help others. Um, it unifies us. It builds character. It builds morality. And we certainly need more of that in today's world. The freedom to, um, uh, well, religious freedom includes the freedom to assemble, to believe what you want to believe and allow others to, to believe what they want to believe and these attacks on this freedom around the world are are, are everywhere everywhere the freedom of religion is being attacked it's like the attack on the family and we need to do all we can to stand up for this freedom wherever possible um, also Sam Elder Holland talked about the the two year pandemic you know and of course, I think it's been a pandemic of propaganda more than anything. But he was very direct. And in fact, the, the elder who followed him, Elder Kieran, what I think they were talking about—they were addressing problems that stemmed from the lockdown. The you know the because what they, what they were talking about. Well, Elder Holland was very direct. He said this uh, to any of our youth out there struggling, whatever your concerns or difficulties death by suicide is manifestly not the answer Uh, it will not relieve the pain you're feeling or that you see yourself causing in a world that so desperately needs all the light it can get please do not minimize the eternal light god put in your soul before this world was talk to someone ask for help do not destroy a life that christ gave his life to preserve end of quote just powerful, powerful word. You know, and because suicide uh, ideation was uh, you know, a big increase in it after the lockdown was imposed across the world. I mean, youth uh, began committing suicide in greater numbers. There was more alcoholism. There was more abuse at home. And, uh, you know, Elder Kieron, uh mentioned that as well. Two talks right in a row there. Uh, Elder Kiron said this, he says, There is no place for any kind of abuse, physical, sexual, emotional, or verbal, in any home, any country, or any culture, end of quote. I thought that was a powerful statement, too. I mean, these lockdowns, they affect, like I said, the whole world, uh, just like war affects the whole world. And it seemed to me, Sam, as if both of them were addressing some of the adverse side effects of the lockdown due to this pandemic of propaganda and fear that covered the world in the past two years sam
1: while the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and others are defending and promoting religious liberty realizing that if we do so it inspires people to help one another it inspires people to do better um self-destructive disney in the news an incredible column by roger l simon lol
2: he said this sam um well he started i remember the evil queen in disney's animated classic snow white and the seven dwarfs <laughs> made in 1937 yeah she was pretty scary but not nearly as scary as what disney is planning to do in their movies and theme parks uh, today and so he quotes um, the uh, executive producer Latoya, I think her last name is uh, pronounced Raveneau. Uh, Latoya Raveneau uh, said, uh, well, in a featured presentation at some meeting, uh, she laid out Disney's ideology in very blunt terms. She said that her team was implementing a not at all secret gay agenda and uh, regularly adding queerness to children's programming. Another speaker at this meeting, uh, production coordinator Alan March, uh, said his team has created a tracker to ensure that they are creating enough canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, and canonical bisexual characters. Corporate president Carrie Burke said she supported having many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories and reaffirm the company's pledge to make at least 50% of its on-screen characters sexual and racial minorities. And lest you think that the theme parks will be spared, theme parks, you know, like Disney World and Disneyland will be spared, uh, such fogeyism, uh, discriminatory terms such as ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls are to be eliminated in favor of making family excursions to Anaheim and Orlando magical and memorable for everyone." Wow. Sam, can you imagine uh, the nightly procession of Mickey Mouse and Minnie and Goofy and so forth, you know those parades that they have at Disneyland every night uh, that that traditionally ended an evening at Disneyland. Now they're going to resemble the annual Gay Pride Parade I mean, that's what we're headed to.
1: Yeah, it's you know, goofy, coming. all right. I'll tell you what, and if we the people don't <laughs> oppose it in droves, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you this, but we get what we deserve, Lowell.
2: Yeah, When we are do the people we... going
1: to reject mm-hmm. bread and circus and stand up?
2: Well, and that's why I thought that Dallin H. Oaks' comments in General Conference were so appropriate and so timely. You contrast what he said about the distortion of, of marriage, discouraging childbearing, and confusing gender. Uh, Those were his words. Uh, And then then the next thing I do is I read this article about what Disney is doing and and is going to do with their movies and their theme parks and and other amusement entertainment arms of their company. Uh, They're like the second biggest uh, company um, in the world. (laughs) I mean, they're huge. They're going to have a huge impact by implementing these uh, salacious standards in their is their movies, their theme parks, and and so forth. Sam, it's a it's it's really alarming, really alarming to me. But boy, did I appreciate the contrast that uh, to this this news uh, that was given by by Elder Oaks during the conference, you know, about the fact that the the, the church is required by God to oppose social and legal pressure to retreat. From the doctrine of marriage between a man and a woman, and to oppose changes that can confuse or alter gender or that homogenize the difference between men and women. Wow, so powerful. Amen uh, and, to that. America used to be
1: a light on a hill, ladies and gentlemen, and they held the moral high ground. America was known as a religious and a moral bastion of, of standards. Uh, It was a light on a hill, an example to the world. But now we're starting to see the states double down. Uh, You know, you see Idaho defending the right to life uh, and rejecting abortion. Oregon doubles down and spends money to promote pro-death. You see this all over the United States, ladies and gentlemen. And united we stand, divided we fall is the sad tale to tell, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Craig Roberts writes a column discussing this very topic, Lowell.
2: And and this posted at lewrockwell.com, uh, for those of you who would like to know the source of our information. I, I read lewrockwell.com, and I read ronpaulinstitute.org, and I read campaignforliberty.org, um, I read dot com, and, and a number of these wonderful, informative websites. And uh, Paul Craig Roberts, um, he says he said there were lots of changes last week. <laughs> Russia, and, and and then he proceeded to mention two or three of them. One, the first one he mentioned was this: he, is that Russia announced the gold-backed ruble, you know, and 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 the fact that they're drawing up a. Green Gaddafi. I mean, right, we have bullied nations for decades into using the petrodollar and now Russia, a huge, huge opponent of ours has announced a gold back ruble and the fact that they are not going to be selling their oil in dollars. Sam?
1: It's scary to think about what that's going to do. Not that I believe we should have the petrodollar in the first place, but hey, are we ready for the
6: So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid the days of the West are over. You know what? We used to be a light on a hill. But Paul Craig Roberts pointing out the Western world sadly has had its run. I wish it weren't true, lol. Unless we double down and reverse it now, sadly, it will become the narrative.
2: That's right, Sam. There is uh, there's not much the U.S. can do, uh, you know, about countries that decide to sell their their oil in something other than dollars, if that country is big enough. And you know, I don't think we can beat up on Russia. Or China the same way we beat up on Venezuela and Iraq. I just don't see that happening um, They're too big. They're too strong. They're too powerful I mean despite the fact that we spend 10 times as much as they do on military armaments We've been exhausting ourselves in wars and conflicts for the past 20-30 years even longer really um, and so uh, you know we we, I, I think we're uh, maybe at our, one of our weakest points. Um, and so, yeah, Russia announced that, that they're going to start selling oil in, in rubles. So um, if that becomes the norm, then countries, they won't need to have a stockpile of U.S. dollars in order to purchase energy. They'll be able to stockpile rubles or maybe stockpile the Chinese yuan or uh, the Indian rupee, right, the the, uh, various currencies, and so we're moving now from a uh, a, a phase where the US dollar was the world reserve currency, we're now moving to a phase where regional currencies will become the norm. So if you do business with Russia, you're going to need rubles, if you do business with China, you're going to need yuan, and if you do business with India, you're going to need rupees. Um, And uh, the dollar then becomes less important, less valuable. There will be less demand for it, and as, as you know, as a good economist knows, when demand for a product or service goes down, the the value uh, and it uh, goes down as well, and the plenitude goes up. It will be, it will be you know will, will be flooded with U.S. dollars, and their value will be much less now, uh, or, or yeah, much less than it has been in the past. Um, And what's that going to do? It's going to be very painful for people who have dollars in the bank because their bank accounts will be able to, the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar will be far less in the future than it is right now. And we have already seen the the devaluation of the dollar just in the last five or ten years has been going down precipitously. So, you know, the more money that the the, uh, Biden regime prints, and um, and not only the biden regime but the trump regime before that and the ball regime before that this wholesale printing of money of u.s dollars is devaluing us dollar and so it's now worth much less than it was so anyway paul craig roberts is just saying look guys this this is happening right now right before our eyes and uh, we can't be blind to it any longer
1: And let's be very clear on Solutions Radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the economic repercussions, no question. But understand there is cause and effect. The effect relates to the repercussions we're discussing right now. The cause, though, ladies and gentlemen, is the days of the West are over. Why? Because the West is drowning in accumulated mistakes and degeneracy. Go look at the Disney discussion we just talked about. All right, the moral fiber in the leadership ranks in America literally is gone. Uh, And it's gone amongst the rank and file people too. The people don't seem to care, Lowell. As long as the bread and circus continues, it's all good. Uh, We deceive ourselves. Okay, look, the economic repercussions are real, but the cause cannot be ignored, Lowell.
2: That's right. Uh, you know, Paul writes this, he says, The U.S. ran on arrogance for so long that it has hollowed itself out. The Western world's fate is unclear. It seems no one, well, it's not unclear to everybody, but it seems no one in intellectual business or political leadership positions believes in freedom and civil liberty. The U.S. certainly is busy at work canceling itself. Present generations of Americans will not recognize their country, Rivers, mountains, streets, schools, public spaces, even towns are losing their names and acquiring new politically correct names. Normally, this is what outside conquerors do to a country, but we are doing it to ourselves. A country that destroys its own monuments and history is lost. (laughs) I mean, that's so, so true. The moral fiber and leadership ranks is gone. The West is, like you said, is drowning in accumulated mistakes. And uh, what a concise summary of the situation we're in, Sam. Um, But like you say, this is Solutions Radio. And and what is the solution? Well, it's a return to God. It's a return to the blueprint for liberty, uh, return to the US Constitution, the principles of uh, the proper role of government, and and, and so forth. That's what we need to do. And if we don't, we're just going down the drain with, uh, with all the other countries that throughout history have, have, have lost themselves because of degeneracy. Bans. And one
1: last point to be made, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints semi-annual general conference, uh, you can find that churchofjesuschrist.org if you want to watch or listen or you know read the transcripts and get kind of up-to-date on that. Um, they mentioned one other thing that I want to relate to this discussion right now. You know, on one hand, you can say, Sam, that's really negative when you say the days of the West are over. That's really bad. No, it's it's repentance, ladies and gentlemen, that's needed. Biblically, we're told if we repent, God will protect us and will heal our land. Repentance is not a negative term. Repentance is a positive, hopeful term. Repentance just means to change. Okay, so we as a nation need to repent. We need to reject this blender, gender merging dishonesty. We need to back not only science, but God's laws, male and female crediting them. We need to double down on the traditional family where the solutions really can be found. Society is just a mirror of the family. And if the family melts down, so does society. But if the family is strong, then society will be strong. Okay, looking to God, family, and country is the key. So you know what? The days of the West are over, but that's only if we continue on the current trajectory if you will. If we repent, if we change, this is one of the ways God has given us, ladies and gentlemen, to correct ill-advised direction, to restore, to come back, to have hope, to return. God invites us to use this blessed principle of repentance. Uh, Anyway, I bring it up because it's one of the points made in the conference, but it's also the solution, nationally speaking, here. If we want to be a light on a hill again, if we want to preserve this nation, if we want to restore the republic, any words you want to describe, it is going to take us to return to these bedrock principles that relate to God, family, and country, Lowell. That's critical. And the point, the solutions were in the conference, and the solutions are on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Lull, your final thoughts on that. Then our final story.
2: Well said, Sam. Uh, the President Nelson in the conference, he said, find the joy of daily repentance right and you're right most people think of repentance as a downer uh you know and but it's not it's intended to be a great joyful opportunity right when a sinner repents there's joy in heaven for every sinner that repents we all need to understand we're all sinners and that there is great joy in daily repentance and it's merely a change it's rejecting the mistakes of the past in favor of of uh of of choosing righteousness in the future so that is the solution we need to uh embrace that today and and uh and and yeah just avoid the mistakes the mistakes of the past and embrace the the righteousness of doing things correctly in the future sam
1: and that brings about great hope in and confidence in uh as we follow the prince of peace ladies and gentlemen confidence in uh, God's laws, not man's laws. Confidence in God's way, not man's way. Confidence in following the Prince of Peace. The great solutions available to us all, ladies and gentlemen. Don't double down in despair. Uh, understand who we are and our relationship to whom. We have a great relationship with God Almighty. And government should carry out religious liberty and God's law. That's the purpose of government, to allow us liberty and worship and liberty in everything else that's downstream from that freedom to worship, ladies and gentlemen. Final topic, how to survive the Fauci Hospital Protocol. Lol.
2: The striking statement in this story, Sam, that I want to uh, amplify is this. Uh, it's, a, it's authored by Wayne Lasvardi, and uh, the column really helps us understand the evil nature of the protocol the, the, the Fauci protocol is used in hospitals for, for COVID-19. Um, this quote comes from Klaus Conline, uh, who's a doctor, in an interview in April of 2020, right, when this thing started. He says, quote, legally, they, meaning hospitals and doctors and so forth, they are always on the safe side if they do everything. If the patient dies, they have committed no error because if they didn't do anything and a patient dies, They have a problem this means one this means when one gives too big of a dosage the politicians are always on the same position that's why they're overreacting because they would lose their positions if they do too little right And so for many hospitalization has become a rational not irrational fear in america because of the widespread over treatment of patients with coronavirus-like symptoms this is reminiscent of the 1918 Spanish flu where the 50 million sick that died were vaccinated, and those that survived received no vaccines, bed rest, sunlight, water, salt, enemas, fasting, and calcium supplementation to facilitate alkalinity, end of quote. And so he says a couple of things in this, Sam, that I want to amplify. Number one, that doctors are not willing to do nothing. Right. They have to intervene. They have to be seen as doing something. The very same thing with politicians. They have to be seen as doing something to solve a problem. Otherwise, they get booted out. And so doctors have to do the same thing. And so then the rest of the column, which we won't have time to get into, is just a list of all of the interventions That doctors do to you, if if you go to the hospital for COVID-19, and even if you don't go because of COVID-19, you go and get into a hospital, and they get a hold of you, and they start administering the Fauci protocol, then your chances for surviving that protocol are very slim, um, very slim, and yet doctors are, are basically told to follow this protocol, because if they don't, they won't be insured against malpractice right? They, they, they're kind of in a rock and a hard place, and so they have to do this to you, and, and, and which is going to kill you, basically. <laughs> um, you'll be very lucky to get out of the hospital alive. Um, and, uh, so very, very, it's just a powerful column, Sam. It explains why so many people die who go to the hospital for COVID-19, and why those who insist on staying out of the hospital survive.
1: COVID-19, Sam? Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Our goal is to promote God, family, and country. It's in everything we do. Our goal is to encourage us all to repent and turn to God Almighty, who is our solution. The Savior, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. We need to be peaceful. We need to repent. We need to set the standard by embracing and endorsing God's laws and rejecting man's manipulations. Campaign for Liberty.org doing a phenomenal job, incredible calmness standing up for liberty as well. There's more and more of us every day. Take courage in that, ladies and gentlemen. And take courage in if you're on God's side. We win in the end. Don't forget the biblical reality and the truth. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, thank you so much. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.
0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for April the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast with me, Dr. Scott Bradley, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match, to preserve the nation, all available at freedomsrisingsun.com. And uh, not only that, the uh, Collegiate Series is there, incredible videos, weekly webinars, and a whole lot more freedomsrisingsun.com. Dr. Bradley, hope you had a delightful weekend, sir, and welcome.
10: Well, it seems like the weekends aren't nearly long enough, but you uh, we were back in the saddle again today. So uh, hopefully um, we'll be able to make some sense out of the nonsense that seems to be emanating from almost every level of the establishment nowadays um, whether it's government or entertainment or media or uh, oh i don't know whatever education so
1: we're back we're going to see where this takes us today i guess huh sam yes we are and boy do we have a lot to discuss i want to talk about two main topics today obviously we go far afield from those topics at times but they all literally relate ladies and gentlemen as we plumb threads relating to the morality and the religiosity, uh, and the importance of these things in America and around the world, society, uh, all relating to the sacred cause of liberty, if you will. Uh, but the first one is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had their semi-annual general conference, uh, and we talked a little bit about that with Lowell, and we wanted to give you a chance. Uh, I know you pay attention to that as well, and uh, do you have any quick thoughts on that?
10: Oh, I don't know. I We could easily die, take a deeper dive, but I, I guess... Uh, I don't know. I'd be interested in seeing kind of the pathway you guys took uh, last hour. And,
1: and uh, if there's anything that we need to add to that, that would be great. I know this. There's a huge contrast that we highlighted last hour that I want to really double down on. We talked about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints General Conference. And we talked about we call upon people everywhere to pray for those in need, to do what they can to help. The distressed and to seek the Lord's guidance and the Lord's help in ending conflicts everywhere whether they be on the national scale and war whether they be in your personal life whether they be with loved ones and friends or family we talked about family is the most profound influence in our lives ladies and gentlemen we talked about the fact that we're required to stand on these fundamental principles of God family and country male and female to them that marriage is between a man and a woman, and we're not at liberty to deny those direct realities God has set forth, ladies and gentlemen. Religious freedom is critical. It relates to freedom to assemble, to believe what we want to believe, ladies and gentlemen. There's a tax on our freedom around the world, folks. We need morality. We need religion. We need these two fundamental pillars, ladies and gentlemen, well, in contrast to that, we highlighted that Disney is becoming self-destructive as they literally double down and promote gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender and, I don't know, blurring the genders. Their goal is literally to destroy the male and female God-directed narrative. Their goal is to blur gender. Their goal is to destroy the family, it appears to me. Poor Walt would be turning over in his grave. Well anyway, then uh, while I was pondering that divide, if you will, I came across a story for the New York Times that highlights this divide as well. It's entitled, quote, new laws reveal wide chasm as states veer to the left or to the right, New York Times. And they say this, a quote, wave of legislation particularly in the West, is making states not only a little different, but radically different from one another. Now, you can call it the red-blue divide if you want. You can call it the swamp versus the people divide if you want. Uh, Any way you look at it, after the governor of Texas ordered state agencies to investigate parents for child abuse if they provide certain medical treatments to their transgender children... So Texas doubling down, defending uh, gender, as God has directed and his science backs. California lawmakers proposed that it was a, well, the state was a refuge to these transgender children. They were going to protect and promote the transgender agenda in California. So Texas, California, opposite directions, big time. When Idaho proposed a ban on abortions. Well, nearby Oregon literally approved $15 million to help cover abortions for patients that were from out of state. Now you got Idaho and Oregon taking direct opposite approaches, pro-life versus pro-death, transgender versus male and female created them. As Republican activists, they say, aggressively pursue conservative policies across the country— Liberal states are taking opposite actions. In the New York Times, they call it defensive actions, as if somehow the conservatives are trying to ruin everything. But spurred by a U.S. Supreme Court that's poised and expected to upend an array of long-standing rights. They say, including the constitutional right to abortion. See, I don't believe that's a God-given or constitutional right at all, but that's see, this is how the story's written by the liberals, right? But they say left-leaning lawmakers. From Washington to Vermont have begun to expand access to abortion. Their goal are to bolster voting rights and to denounce these laws in conservative states targeting gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender minors. A flurry of action, ladies and gentlemen, particularly in the West, is intensifying the already marked differences between life in, quote, liberal and conservative led parts of the country. Uh Wow, this divide is being highlighted everywhere. The culture war. They say it's a sign of the consequences when state governments are controlled increasingly by single parties, they claim. As if the parties or partisan politics are the issue. See, I think both parties have ran us off the rails for decades, but that's another topic. Control of legislative chambers is split between parties, folks, you see. Um, they highlight now Minnesota and Virginia, for instance, as well. They say compared with these states 30 years ago, we're further and further polarizing and fragmenting. So that blue states and red states are not becoming a little different, but drastically Difference, ladies and gentlemen. Americans have been doubling down in whatever camp they find themselves. And, uh, well, as you see one party rule states, the founders warned us against these parties, folks, you see them double down into whatever agenda that party embraces. All right. You used to have moderate Republicans and Democrats that would block a lot of these things. Now, these one party states are just polarizing. They say to the extreme. It's a cultural battle. Divisions will sadly continue to widen. Conservative states, progressive states, deciding they're better off pushing their own agenda. Where do you want to go with this, Dr. Bradley? (laughs) Well,
10: I I hope there's enough evidence out there to be able to uh, convict me if you will, of, of seeking to return to the traditional values of the Americanist philosophy. But something comes to mind as you were reviewing those things. And in a way, it's blending together your double conversation. I mean, not double conversation, but two different topics, if you will. The just past weekend conference of the, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and these issues, it's interesting that a number of years ago the, the church was led by a guy for whom I have great respect, and he had heard held some very senior positions in government as well. At any rate, at the end of his uh, administration, he gave a talk called "I Testify," and if you find that talk, it's it's worthy of review. He, you know, if you believe that, you know, he felt and many of. Virtually all of his followers felt that, they, that he could testify in behalf of eternally important things. One of the things he said in his, his uh, uh, basically his final will and testament, this little paragraph, I testify that as the forces of evil increase under Lucifer's leadership and as the forces of good increase under the leadership of Jesus Christ, there will be growing battles between the two until the final confrontation. As the issues become clearer and more obvious, all mankind will eventually be required to align themselves either for the kingdom of God or for the kingdom of the devil. As these conflicts rage, either secretly or openly, the righteous will be tested. God's wrath will soon shake the nations of the earth and will be poured out upon the wicked without measure. But God will provide strength for the righteous and the means of escape and eventually, and finally, truth will triumph. So I think what we have is a kind of a fulfillment of that position about these increasing battles. And uh, well, maybe we can talk about it when we get back from the uh, break, but uh, this ain't gonna get better
1: before it gets worse. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I knew we would start or embark on an incredible topic. We aim to focus on solutions on this radio program.
7: If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine? And an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert van den Bosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys.
0: Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com
5: I want to dedicate this song
1: to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Ladies and gentlemen, what Dr. Scott Bradley is referring to is a talk called I Testify by Ezra Taft Benton. It was a talk given in 1988, ladies and gentlemen. That's a long time ago. Uh, However, we're seeing the truth uh, of it come to bear right now. Uh, He says, I testify that wickedness is rapidly Wickedness is rapidly expanding in every segment of our society. Wow. It is more highly organized. It's more cleverly disguised. And more powerfully promoted than ever before. Secret combinations lusting for power. Uh, Dr. Bradley, this uh, a speech given. Uh, really highlights where we find ourselves today, sir. Well, as you point out, I was given in
10: 1988, in October of 1988, and uh, this concept of highly organized, cleverly disguised, and powerfully promoted conspiracies to overthrow the freedom of all lands, indeed. This is, I mean, if it's today's news today, kids. I mean, you think about what's going on across this world today. Uh, the uh, uh you know you talk about the deep state in the United States. you talk about the global forces that are that are uh, flexing their muscles, if you will, in an attempt to overthrow the United States constitution and implement a a global socialist government that uh, they've been blowing on these embers for not just a few decades but but literally uh, I believe it goes back to the uh well. In a modern era, let's say it this way, it goes back to the uh, French Revolution, the Illuminists that were seeking to overthrow all the traditional values, religion and marriage and government and everything else like that. But the fact of the matter is these forces today are marshaled in a manner that I don't believe they've had the capability of doing before. Um, there's subversive things going on, the Davos groups, the uh, the G20 groups, the United Nations groups, the World Health Organization. I mean, we can go on and on and on. All of these things, it, <laughs> I heard a statement, and I'm pretty sure it was said by Robert Welch, but I'm not positive. He said that these people that are seeking these things are doing so covertly but the time would come when they'd have to take off all pretense if you will of of uh, just you know the hidden agendas and he used a term that is kind of visual <laughs> run naked to the finish line now there's a thought for you might ruin your whole day uh, you know here we have henry kissinger and soros and those guys running naked to the finish line now there is a Whew. Okay, I'm going to have to take a deep breath and move on. But the fact of the matter is, these forces are clearly at at work today. I mean, if you you look back at some of the writings, well, uh, you look at Tolkien, for example, and his Lord of the Rings kind of things, and the uh, Saruman and, and uh, Saron and how these people are Diabolical in their efforts to subvert the things that are sweet and beautiful in our lives, and and what was an allegory by Tolkien, uh, we're finding unfold right before us in our very eyes today. So yes, I I believe that the, you know wickedness that killed the Son of God a couple of thousand years ago uh, has become so metastasized as to fill almost every aspect of society, and. Sadly, most of the the leadership throughout the world has been placed there. I think with the sole intent of subverting, you know, the God of Heaven's plan in favor of a basically a satanic tyranny. I mean, it's that big of a conspiracy, if you will. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're we're in a tough time, and it ain't going to get better before it gets worse.
1: As I said, just for the break, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to really double down and realize that these things are changing, Dr. Bradley. And it used to be, as you pointed out, where it was kind of, um, well, they had an agenda, others had an agenda, but it wasn't very clear. I would use the term, the wheat was kind of with the tares, and it was hard to kind of know uh, which is which a little bit. It is becoming more clear, even in the last several years, Look, Disney used to promote the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender perversion of the family. The attack on the family in the culture war very covertly, very quietly, very uh, stealth, if you will. Now it is flat out not only stealth rejected, but it's in your face. It's not just like we're telling you what we're doing. We're going to shove what we're doing down your throat, doctor. Uh, And and the um, forces of evil are highly organized to the point where you can see their evil agenda as they literally take away people's rights everywhere we turn. Religious freedom is under assault like nobody's business, ladies and gentlemen. But understand that as the forces of evil increase under Lucifer's leadership, so do the forces of righteousness and good increase under the Savior Jesus Christ's leadership, ladies and gentlemen. Wickedness is rapidly expanding in every segment of our society. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us as members of the church, and that means all who believe in Jesus Christ, doctor, to walk in all the ways of the Lord. We need to use our influence to make popular that which is good sound and make unpopular that which is unsound or evil. Ladies and gentlemen, the time to uh, equivocate or hesitate is gone. Doctor, that's really the key here, right? Well, and we talk
10: about it often on your program. Uh, You know, I've spoken many times about an occasion when I was six years old and I got lost, and and, uh, my first impression, which I followed, was to run, and it didn't make matters better. I mean, you know, running deeper into trouble is not the approach. You, You know, running through the briars and brambles, as I tell people, falling in the creek and dinging your shins on boulders and deadfall, That doesn't make it better. It only digs you deeper into your problem. Uh, The first thing you do is you sit down, look at your back trail. Don't panic. And with with a little bit of of common sense and looking at your back trail, our back trail is clearly marked. It's how we got to be the, the nation that God designed us to be. I believe it's a divine... Uh, manifestation of his will that a land of liberty was to be established, a land of hope, a land that could be a beacon or a light to uh, you know that candle on the uh, you know that's exposed to the world that people could use to light their way, not by force of sword or conquest or anything, but by example, and people could say, you know what, they got something pretty good over there. Let's try that out, and um, and I think that by going down that back trail, we're going to find our way back. Where did that back trail come from? It's scripturally based. I think that uh, the American founding fathers, as they and the religiosity that this nation was founded on, is is something that we've got to return to. Uh, we look to God for as the source of our blessings. You know, it's funny. Uh, times were hard all through history. Times have been hard, and you know, you say, "Oh, golly, it's never been worse." Yeah, I would submit that it has been. There's been frontier battles, and there's been. Plagues and and famines and all sorts of turmoil and and conquest in terms of opinions and everything like that, but you know it's let's just take for example the the uh, COVID pandemic where we suspended our liberty for two years. We put God's kingdom on ice, if you will, for two years, and we hunkered down. We were we were put in our in prisons of our own homes no habeas corpus, there was no due process, there was no authority to do anything that happened. And it's interesting to me, and we've mentioned this in passing before, that in the founding era there were challenges health-wise, plagues, if you will, malaria, there was smallpox, there was diphtheria, all sorts of challenges, and they did not put any caveat into the Constitution saying, oh, all of these God-given rights apply, all of these principles of liberty apply, except when we get a problem with a health crisis, which is largely fabricated, as we all know by now, in in this uh, Fauci facade that we've been living under for the last couple of years. But But the point of the matter is, they knew about these things. They had had conflict. They had had injustice. They had had heavy taxes. They had had oppressive government. They had had all sorts of things that, that we face today. And that back trail that we can find so easily, that so, so clearly marked, if we go back and apply the principles that we were given, I mean, whether it's a, a recognition of the hand of God and his nation or a recognition of limited government, checks and balances, separation of powers, I mean, those kinds of things can be restored. I mean, I, I don't want to particularly change the subject, but you saw Biden's pronouncement of 49 miles per gallon for fuel economy on cars in just a few years. Where did he get that authority?
1: It's all tyranny. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, with Dr. Scott Bradley.
6: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride
0: Sacramento police are reporting Sunday that multiple shooters were involved in an early morning violence that killed six people and 12 were wounded. Police Chief Kathy Lester provided no information about the suspects or the motive for the shooting. That happened a few blocks from the state capitol. All shooters remain at large. Ukrainian authorities are investigating possible war crimes by Russia after finding hundreds of executed bodies near Kiev after Kremlin forces withdrew.
3: Bucha massacre is the most outrageous uh, atrocity of the 21st century. By what we've seen in Bucha and vicinity, uh, we can conclude that Russia is uh, worse than ISIS.
0: Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuliba in the town of Bucha, 23 miles northwest of Kyiv city center, Reuters reported seeing a man executed with his hands tied behind his back. USA Radio News.
6: If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford.
0: SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month.
6: Not in perfect health? Don't worry.
0: Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month.
6: We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-272-1955. That's 1-800-272-1955. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-272-1955. Select quote. We shop, you save.
0: Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Sticker shock seems to be hitting most Americans as they purchase gas for their vehicles.
4: President Biden is releasing one million barrels of oil every day from the United States' Strategic Petroleum Reserve as critics continue to come after him for his restrictions on American oil production. Frank Maricola is the American Petroleum Institute's senior vice president of policy. He tells Fox News there's other things that can be done to lower the
7: price at the pump. If the administration really wants to be strategic here, They'll promote the production of oil and gas in the United States through development on federal lands and waters. They'll stop restricting access to pipeline infrastructure. Those are the things that are going to provide relief for Americans at the pump.
4: From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
0: Denny Hamlin wins the NASCAR race in Richmond, Virginia over the weekend. Next weekend, they're in Martinsville, Virginia. USA Radio News.
1: Right, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley writing shotgun on the broadcast today. We're talking about an I testify speech given by Ezra Taft Benson back in 1988. Ladies and gentlemen, he says this. I testify as the forces of evil increase under Lucifer's leadership and as the forces of good increase under the direction or the leadership of Jesus Christ. There will be growing battles between the two until the final confrontation. As the issues become clearer and more obvious, all mankind will eventually be required to ally themselves either for the kingdom of God or for the kingdom of the devil. He further goes on to say, I testify that wickedness is rapidly expanding in every segment of our society. It is more highly organized, more cleverly disguised, and more powerfully promoted than ever before. Secret combinations, in other words, conspiracies, secret combinations lusting for power, gain, and glory are flourishing. A secret combination that seeks to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries is increasing its evil influence and control over America and the entire world, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for us to realize that we've got to understand who's who. We've got to pick our side early and double down in defense of the Prince of Peace. After all, finally, truth will triumph. We win in the end, ladies and gentlemen, and that's the big takeaway. But understand, this New York Times article that I pointed to is highlighting this reality. They don't even know what they're highlighting exactly. New laws reveal wide chasm as states veer to the left or to the right, New York Times. We're seeing this divide. We're seeing this great conflict commence. We're seeing the biblical war in heaven continuing on earth between good and evil. And ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that in the last five years, it has accelerated beyond what I could have imagined. I mean, it it has picked up steam. It has picked up, uh, I don't even know what words to use, but it's literally on fire. Uh, and I suspect that it'll go faster and faster and faster, Dr. Bradley. You know, I, uh,
10: this has been going on, and, and it has been accelerating, as you point out. 27 years ago, I just looked up here uh, uh, something I wrote for a national magazine 27 years ago in regards to what we're talking about right now. And, of course, it's been, as we point out, accelerating, and on steroids, if you will, even beyond steroids. It's, it's totally unnatural how it's grown. But here's, here's what I wrote, just a few lines to... I mean, because I do not believe we can overstate the challenges that face us in terms of the good versus evil and the idea of whose side we need to be on. So here's the little statement. The diabolical audacity of those seeking to enshroud the world in global tyranny is beyond estimation. There is no innocence they would not violate. There is no virtue they would not corrupt. There is no purity they would hold sacred. There is no truth they would not smear. There is no principle they would not destroy. There is no life they would not take in their quest to perpetuate the crime of the ages, that of destroying mankind's God-given agency, his freedom of choice, and his liberty. Now, that's at the end of the quote, but the fact of the matter is, this is, and this isn't a, an Oregon and, and Idaho thing. You know, this is not a California, well, yeah, it is, but it's not isolated to those battlegrounds, if you will. It's not just California versus Texas on these things. And I'm not saying that California and Texas are polar odds, because Texas makes some huge, huge gulps of tyranny, too. It's, as does Idaho. Holy cow, for crying out loud! But at any rate, the fact of the matter is, uh, the battlegrounds are becoming more clearly defined for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to feel. And, and what we need to recognize is that. Well, let's just take the the thing that's going on in Ukraine. Uh, uh, let's let's apply this to these uh, this news story that was just on about. Uh, uh, war crimes that uh, purportedly happened now those that are seeking to bring about their agenda may have done those war crimes on their own people even i mean we've got to have a discerning spirit and not rush into things with an emotional knee jerk kind of reaction that suddenly says oh my goodness we're throwing off all principle we're going to and we we end up panicking and stepping in the trap. We run off through the woods um, panicked, running, and and we're making it worse for ourselves. There needs to be a considered response based upon sound foundational principles that are time-tested and proven. You cannot say, we're setting aside constitutional rights and liberty and, and Blessings of proper government because we got a germ that everybody's panicking about. You can't do this and, and maintain what you've got. You've got to settle down, take a deep breath, look hard and fast at things, and just like the American founders, let's take that germ theory thing with smallpox and dip, and uh, dysentery and, and uh, oh, I don't know, any of the other things that they could have faced, malaria, whatever. We don't set aside our God-given rights and our proper government because we have a a pandemic or because we have an apparent, um, well, a story that's being perhaps agendized and maybe even a false flag story to rush us off into a, a state of war and violate the baseline principles of everything we've stood for. So take a deep breath, look at the principles. Is life one of the, well, it is the first thing mentioned in the Declaration of of, uh, Independence. Well, so which is better, killing babies in Oregon as a sanctuary or making certain that babies can live? I mean, they're simple choices once we understand the nature of the split that's happening and start applying some logic reason and intelligence rather than knee-jerk hyperventilating reactions to everything which is uh, you know when well i'll just i don't know if you've ever done any hunting pheasant hunting if you can get the pheasant to panic it flies if you can get a rabbit that you're hunting to to scamper it gives its position away and it exposes itself and, and that's a common practice used by hunters to cause panic in the hunted. And, and that's what's happening in the world today. Everybody's hyperventilating and causing... I mean, I got a call here a while back from somebody in regards to some war that's going on around the world, and he was ready to burn down every bridge, flatten every law, to respond to what likely was a false flag operation that was meant to... Um, Cause this hyperventilation fear response factor that uh, that would get the desired response that the agendized uh, group that was doing this wanted, so step back, take a deep breath look look at what the baseline is, and then make good and wise choices and this has to do with everything I mean everything family matters, for example i mean, well anyway, you can take it and apply it anywhere. Go with the baseline principles that are tried and true and proven. And the goodly source is God, always, always. Amen to that.
1: The Great I Testify speech of 1988 literally talks about this polarization. The New York Times article uh, just recently uh, came out, talks about this polarization. Uh, It reminds me of in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints general conference, um, Russell M. Nelson. He's considered the prophet of the church just gave another speech called The Power of Spiritual Momentum, Uh, and he talks about spiritual momentum or momentum can be used for good or evil, but it picks up speed based on what you pile on. If you pile on more evil, spiritual momentum, evil, uh, momentum increases. If you add good to good, the momentum takes over and good uh, becomes the momentum of, of, of choice. I can't help but compare the two talks because they're very similar in nature and it highlights in both cases what we ought to do dr bradley
10: you know i i i just find it astounding at how easily distracted we become i mean and it's caused by some kind of proposed or purported cataclysmic thing I guess we've got to take a break, but uh, we're, we're easily distracted from the path we should be on. And it seems uh, like
1: we- we're sawing logs, ladies and gentlemen. Will we have a Rip Van Winkle moment? <laughs> we'll talk about that with Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds on your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, are we experiencing a Rip Van Winkle moment? Are the Americans just asleep to the point where they're not even engaged, ladies and gentlemen? If we need anything, it's spiritual momentum, and we need it now, ladies and gentlemen. Is it a Rip Van Winkle moment we're experiencing, Dr. Bradley? Do we hear the Twilight Zone theme song playing right about now? I mean, it is beyond my imagination that this is happening, and the people aren't really even cognizant of the repercussions or where we the, the awful state in which we sit I, I don't know how to describe it any further than that right you know
10: it's it's uh there's a lot of analogies that have been drawn through history i mean the the proverbial frog in the water kind of thing i i suspect that we've seen ourselves uh kind of you know just lumping along and we are just lumping along and the idea that that uh, all these things kind of grow up around us. We become kind of acclimated to it. We become comfortable with it. I mean, the um, the stuff that we allow in our living rooms, for example, right now or on our computer screens or whatever, uh, that, uh, you know, 50 years ago, no one could have possibly conceived of these things, but they have become rather blasé, passé, whatever. And we have um, we've kind of accepted them. We accept... Uh, Things of, you know, perverse concepts. I mean, who would have? I mean, I think of my youth. The idea uh, that there was these mixed, mixed up, or confused sexual statuses that people have, that uh, that really people recognized that these were people that needed help, not people that uh, were to be put up on pedestals. And you know, I, and over time. We, we kind of just embrace things that are not, not, not too distant past were unacceptable. And I guess that's one thing that's good about age is we do have a compare and contrast kind of view that we can use. And I do use those oftentimes when I'm teaching young people. I teach Marx's uh, manifesto, and not because I'm promoting it, but because people need to understand what's there so they can compare it to what, the American founders' principles are that I try to also teach. I try to teach the concepts of godly uh, creation and everything like that by comparing and contrasting it to the uh, the programs of Darwin, where man descended from a hairy quadruped, as he said. Um, we 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 need to be able to draw those contra- contrasts, and part of the problem we have today is that we don't spend enough time thinking about the heritage, the the depth and breadth. And consequently, we aren't even being shown the way anymore. I mean, you know, it's one thing to be shown a way and then choose otherwise. But so much of what happens today, we've just been kind of blended in with the world and uh, the world's program. I mean, if it's Sodom and Gomorrah, you're on the wrong path, kids. I mean, if if you're looking for, you know, the Nineveh, experience or something like that or the Babylonian experience or whatever uh, it's to be had and and if that's all the that's if that's all the examples you have out there and you're not looking for the you know the the pathway of the patriarchs sh- probably you're going to be deceived into the pathway of the Babylonians you know so we, I think we've got to to go back and and look at our heritage, look at the foundation, look at the back path, whatever, and and stop looking at these false gods that have become ours nowadays.
1: Even though it feels like there's no good news, even though it feels like, hey, we're going to get crushed uh, in this, ladies and gentlemen, understand that these forces on both sides are more highly organized than ever before. And understand that, you know what, I believe more Americans are waking up, though. People who you know, what? used to mock what I say and what I do and what I focus on and literally ridicule those things. Now we're almost having a rip Van Winkle moment. They're literally saying, Sam, what on earth, what you said, I thought was so crazy. So out of line. So, you know, but now they're realizing that, Hey, this is real. Okay. Truth will triumph. Ladies and gentlemen, understand that when you're on God's side, you're in good shape. And even though it feels crushing, even though it feels like there's no way out of this, the enemy of all righteousness, the enemy of liberty has got us, you know, we're going down. Even though it feels like that, ladies and gentlemen, you must have faith and take courage. America's been in these negative positions before. And every time when we turn to God Almighty, miracles happen. We can live our lives by keeping God's commandments. We can be on uh, what some would call the covenant path. We can turn to God and we can pray hard for those around us. We can deliver peace by our thoughts and our actions to those with whom we uh, interact with and come in contact with. We can, ladies and gentlemen, rely on the Holy Ghost for guidance and revelation to protect ourselves and our families. We can repent. We can change. We can uh, do those things that can make a difference. We can, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, embrace these things that will give us power and authority. And we can expect miracles as we do those things. I can't control what everybody else does, ladies and gentlemen, but I can control what I do. I can use my sphere of influence for good, for righteousness, for morality, for integrity. I can uh, articulate and uh, communicate a message of hope a message of uh, miracles, a message of solutions. And you know what? I know this can get negative very quickly and people can feel like, man, it's just over. We're just in, in trouble. We are in trouble. Let's be very clear. I can't shield that from anyone. I can't pretend it's not true. Okay? Understanding the awful state that we find ourselves in, that's one of the great keys to being able to then change and repent. Okay, But I can deliver a message of hope. I can deliver the solutions of how we get there. I can provide guidance, the clear, as you say, back trail, the path that can protect us all. I can do what I can for my family. God has given me tremendous authority with the stewardship for my family that I have. And God will not let me down if I do my part. He has promises and covenants with me that he will keep. Uh, I want to really highlight that, Dr. Bradley, because this can go negative so quickly. Uh, and I believe people need a direction of hope, a direction of courage, and a solution-oriented path. The back trail, as you highlight, is the key. Returning to God, family, and country is the answer, or they are the answers, if you will. Uh, let's not believe we don't have solutions or answers. We do, and we must embrace them vigorously, Dr.
10: Well, indeed, um, and that is the whole message is that let's go back to those those well-established values. You know, hard times, hard times are really good. What? That doesn't make any sense. But the fact of the matter is hard times develop character if we're willing to allow them to. Hard times help us to to reestablish a footing and a foundation. There are people that, that fold up and just basically collapse in uh you know, fit of despair, whatever, if, uh, if times get difficult. But if we, if we recognize that our character can be improved by these things, we can really gain some great value out of this stuff. I mean, some of the, uh, you know, there's so many examples we could use. Uh, you know, there's a thing about the World War II generation was the greatest generation. That was a hard time. And that's not saying that all of the horrible things were happening were something that uh, you know we should cheer because of that. But what I'm saying is that many individuals showed their true character. I mean, uh, when the guys were at the at the Alamo and uh, uh, they were trying, you know, Bowie had to be carried across the line. that said, "Who's on? Who's going to stay and who's going to leave?" He, he was he was so broke down with health that he says, "Hey, pick me up and carry me across the line. I'm I'm all in," you know. These kinds of things are character uh, manifestations, I think. And I think we can manifest character by standing firm in the path of righteousness and truth and all the holy principles God's revealed all through history and and thereby, I think, become the greatest generation again. I mean, as, as tough as things are, if we use the foundational principles as our guide, we'll will establish character.
1: And I think that's kind of what this life's about. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, truth will triumph. And the way we develop this character is by keeping the commandments of God. And look, the power of spiritual momentum can work in our favor. Uh, And understand, we just must start to do those things that can gain that spiritual momentum. Daily prayer, daily reading of the scriptures, Uh, following the Prince of Peace, learning to serve others and, and minister to those around us. Bearing one another's burdens is one of the great keys to tap into that spiritual power and gain that momentum needed for righteousness to be highly organized, for righteousness under God Almighty to qualify for blessings. This is what we can do, ladies and gentlemen. We are not helpless in this. We have an incredible role to play. God put us on the earth now to stand for the sacred cause of liberty in this, what they call a culture war. It's really the war in heaven continued on earth now between Jesus Christ and Satan. And we need to stand with the Savior Jesus Christ and realize the atonement of Christ uh, is so powerful I can't describe it in words. But we can realize the blessings of that power if we're willing to do the things that we've been asked by God Almighty to do. Obedience brings blessings is the point, Dr. Bradley, and that's what we can focus on. I can't solve the world by three o'clock, but I can do my part.
10: Well, it is this salvation thing that the Savior worked out for all of us is something that's going to come upon individuals as individuals, individuals and families and congregation. I mean, everybody can kind of build together on this thing and ultimately nations. And, you know, I do use, I mean, you know, we talk often of government things, which is related to moral character and so on all the time. How we use the force of government shows what kind of character we have. But uh, I, as I've mentioned many times, uh, I and maybe this would apply to people just in regular life, too, I wish that I could get all those that are, are quote-unquote trusted representatives Every morning to have their morning prayer every morning to read their scriptures, every morning to read the Constitution every morning to read George Washington's farewell address that embodies so many of these you know moral character principles and and then go to work uh if we individually did stuff like that, you know I mean that's a big reading assignment for everybody every morning, but the fact of the matter is we've got to center our lives again on something that, uh, you know, you can start with every morning. And maybe you won't meet, reach the pinnacle of of all the expectations all day long every day. But if every day you recentered your life that way, uh, I think we'd be a lot better off. And that goes with expressing our love for our families, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, uh, for our fellow man. And uh, I think if each of us, uh, the old, uh, I don't remember if it was Danish or Swedish or what, swept our own front porch, the world would be a lot cleaner, you know, and I think we need to kind of look that as kind of a a way we might improve the world.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the power of one is really America's last hope. One doing what's right becomes two. Two becomes the few. The few become many, and ladies and gentlemen, by our greater numbers, the hosts of heaven combine with Mere mortals on the earth can and indeed will prevail. The question left is Are you with us? For Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. We, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore our grand old republic. But, folks, you got to get involved. You got to make it a great day. You got to choose the right. You got to minister to those around us. And ultimately, you got to follow the Prince of Peace. God save the Republic of the United States of America.